conversations and meditations. With Justin Martin. Uh, well, welcome everybody to the latest podcast uh, episode here with Conversations and Meditations with Justin. Uh, today I've got a couple of special guests with me. I've got Luke and Amy. Uh, they've been sort of co-facilitating Wednesday evenings at Riverdale for over 12 months now, approximately. Uh, the group is really quickly, organically growing to be a, a dynamic group of people and they're, they're sort of bringing everything that they can as a, a donation in, in effect to help build community and to really offer back into the community that, um, that we are building here at Riverdale. So I'd just like to welcome Luke and Amy. Um, Thanks How are you guys? Pleasure <laughs> to be here. Yeah, it's awesome. Thanks for having us. And yeah, for anyone listening, you'll have to bear with us. It is the first time I've spoken to two people at the same time in the same room with this format. So if the audio isn't 100%, we'll apologise up front, but I think it's going to be more than good enough to, yeah. to get our message across. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, cool. If you wouldn't mind me starting... Uh, Starting off with your current offerings at Riverdale, I know that you put on a breathe, fire and feast. Yeah. Yes, nailed it. Um, would you mind telling me yeah, a little bit about how that absolutely. came about? So that was our winter solstice event. Um, yeah, breath, fire and feast. We obviously held on winter solstice. But yeah, that's one event um, throughout the calendar year, part of a four-part collaboration of um, you know spring, autumn and summer. They have their own, yeah, either equinox or solstice. Yeah. Um, and yeah, pretty much it was just a, a good way to sort of bring a bit of mindfulness and practice into, you know, an old pagan event, really. Yeah. Um, that, yeah. yeah, we sort of wanted to bring to resurface and celebrate. So, yep. yeah, that's that's the history. Well, effectively, the idea behind that. Well, I know I had several people, several friends of mine who participated in it. They raved about it. They'd never been to anything like that, actually. They'd never done any breath work before, and they found it really profound. So when I mentioned I was speaking to you uh, for this podcast, they were really excited about that and sort of yeah. uh, thrilled to hear that you're increasingly getting more involved at Riverdale. Yeah, we very much appreciate. That's beautiful to hear. Yeah, I think that with the solstice and the equinoxes, some people can think, oh, is that a bit witchy or what's sure. going on there? But yeah. I don't look at it like that at all. I look at these celebrations as a way to get back in alignment with the the planet, with our world and our seasons yeah. and how we have lived for thousands and thousands of years. So it's about getting back in alignment with how our sun moves and our seasons of the year and how our body changes with those seasons. So yeah. Yeah, it was really beautiful. The breath, fire and feast was incredible. Yeah. yeah, and like we can tie in that sort of community presence as well. We just love holding community events and being part of that as well. Like obviously we get to experience it even though mm. we're hosting it. Um, but, you know, we, we have our own perceptions and takes from that as well. Yeah. And yeah, it's just what we are passionate about and what we love. I totally get it. <laughs> it's, there's something about holding space for other people, for giving it your all, for coming, you know, coming from a heart-centered place and sharing that with with other people who typically appreciate it not necessarily always but yeah. who generally you know when, when it all just is right I think it is so rewarding to be able to offer that to other people I, I can understand why you keep coming back for that yeah for sure. <laughs> yeah 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 uh, so. No, it's it's interesting that that idea of like reconnecting to the bigger picture of things, you yeah. know, like uh, especially these days, phones, laptops, 
Wi-Fi, you know, like it's hard to escape these little screens, these tiny perspectives mm -hmm. that people seem to be focusing so much on. And uh, there's a comedian, I can't remember which one it was, but he, he went to the, uh, to the Grand Canyon and there was a group of people standing along the edge of the Grand Canyon and they were all sort of like amazed by this, this spectacle. And he's like, um, he said something to them like, you know, guys, have you ever looked up? <laughs> because it's like you're looking at a hole in the ground when the universe, the eternal expanse of everything is above us always. <laughs> it's like, How true. why aren't you blown away by that on a daily? But um, yeah. so I think it's a great thing to try and help reconnect people to generate a sense of awe hmm. for our predicament. Yeah. You know, it's like. What a freaky thing that we even exist. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yep. For sure. Yeah. Um, well, that's, that's really beautiful. So the, the Wednesday event in particular that um, we just had a meeting discussing, it sounds like it's going to keep going from strength to strength. And, and certainly I know Riverdale are going to be aiming towards supporting that event um, even further moving forward. Yeah. Um, tell us a little bit how that's all come about, if you don't mind. Yeah, so um, last... What year are we? 2023. So it would have been the end of 2022, middle to end of 2022. I was asked to come on board and help facilitate some of the ice bath evenings because mm. in the summertime, as you know, we do the ice bath, you know, a bit of connection, breath work, meditation, something like that. And then we all go into an ice bath practice. Yep. So I was asked by our mutual friend, our beautiful Nicole, to come on board and help facilitate some of those evenings and it was beautiful wonderful i loved it so much that i thought this is a great opportunity to get luke involved <laughs> and he had i'd been ice bathing for quite a while but mm. a few years but luke was still very much no thank you yeah i get me. it <laughs> <laughs> so i thought um you know this is going to be great I, I need your help honey come along and help me um help me do this yeah and the rest is history. Yeah. I mean, that feels like yesterday that we were sitting outside on the grass area, <laughs> um, hosting together with our sound instruments and, you know. For our first, first joint session, well, first, yeah, joint session together. It's yeah. actually the yeah, first beautiful. place that we ever held space together. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. How exciting. Yeah, it is very special. And yeah, like Riverdale's got a, that special, special spot in my heart, like even though I'm quite you know, in the grand scheme of things, quite new to it still. Like, yep. only been coming here for about a year. But it was sort of a way that I could lean into having a community around me. But, like, you know, there was a lot of males that were involved, especially with the ice bath, yep. um, you know, due to its many benefits. And I sort of took that as an opportunity to go, like, I can lean into this and support other men in this in this space. And, yeah, have a good sense of community for other dudes as well. Like, yep. You know, as men, we don't... We don't really have that opportunity. There's only, well, if there is very limited resources. Yeah. Um, that, yeah, other other companies, other brands, other whatever it is, uh, offer to men. So it was sort of my way to step up and start offering it for others. Yeah. And it's now gotten to the point where I would say that Luke actually facilitates at Riverdale more than me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And like, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it is really growing, um, you know, Riverdale, especially with the numbers that we're, we're getting to turn up with the yeah. amount of men that are stepping into the spaces. Um, and that is also out of the uh, excluding the ice bath sessions, yep. you know, just our breath work and meditation and sharing circle. We're getting a lot more male presence, which is excellent. Yeah, it is yeah. excellent. It's been w kind of one of the, the most difficult 
puzzles to solve at yeah. Riverdale. It's it's seemingly relatively easy for us to attract women to our events. 99% of our events are attended by women. Mm-hmm. I reckon it's more than that, actually. I'm probably being generous. Uh, 99% and probably similarly, 99% are run by women. So there's probably no coincidence there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So having having some men step into that space, uh, I think it, it, it makes perfect sense that it's going to, you know, attract that energy as well if, we, if we're putting it out we're going to get it back Absolutely. Um, e- even just yesterday i had a fellow turn up to um, a meditation session at one o'clock yesterday he was the second man that's ever turned up for that obviously very quickly said hey you might want to come on wednesday nights meet some other lads you know get get amongst it so he's if you meet andrew tell him hi from me <laughs> uh, really nice man absolutely um but no it, it does does definitely seem to be one of the biggest gaps in our abilities currently to, to attract people to Riverdale. So you know, more power to you. I heard you mention that you're also doing some some other sort of really specifically male-focused work yeah. outside of Riverdale, but still in the same wheelhouse. Yeah, absolutely. Like So that's our Raw and Real event. Um, that's, yeah, both hosted by myself and another Luke, actually. Luke Great. Poic, um, who is a qualified PT. Uh, he's been in the industry for about 16 years. So wow. he brings such a charged energy to the group. Um, then we lean into a bit of an ice bath and um, a breathwork session. So it's very similar to here. Um, yep. With it being strictly male focus. Yeah, so it's an all men's event. And it is growing to the size where we're actually having to consider bringing it to Riverdale just due to the amount of attendees that we have. So, yep. yeah, that's an exciting that is. event that, that perhaps could lean into this space for yep. sure. Yeah. So I know I've tried getting a couple of circles happening for men or groups for men. It was very difficult to get anyone to attend. And when I did get one or two fellas attending, the dynamic just wasn't quite working. It just it just wasn't quite right. So we sort of let go of that one. But yeah, f- bring it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's sure. where we've leaned into a little bit of the mixed space because yep. we had the same difficulty with Luke stepping into the business that was previously just me and myself. Uh-huh. We th- sort of thought, well, we've got a massive base of women here how do we get the men the the women are all saying my husband needs this my son needs this my father needs this my friend needs this how do we get them here and so we decided to start doing mixed events which is you know when we're working with Riverdale all of these events so far have all been mixed and I think it's a great opportunity to invite the women who we know would already love to join us on this to then pull in their friends and their husbands and their sons and things like that yeah all the all the males in their lives Um, has that typically been how it's played out has it been the men who are coming uh generally connected with one of the women who are already coming ah that's interesting yeah right like because that that peak of interest is there from the male population yeah it's more just getting them to take the step but you sort of need someone you need a man to take charge and lead that yeah um and then yeah others will follow so that's it's, it's ultimately about, yeah, going first. Yep. <laughs> Some of those um, spaces that we've held where we have had couples come, a man and a woman, the men have then gone on to now they're following Luke, doing just men's things. So sometimes opening up that invitation to a mixed circle or mixed space for both sexes then invites that male to say, wow, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, actually, I'd love to do something on my own as a man with other men. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> um, now, that's really interesting because that, that was our biggest problem was I just put out that invitation to men and 
it's strange. It's strange how it requires somehow more courage for a man to turn up than for a woman to turn up. I'm not sure why that is. Well, ultimately, I think that's down to our conditioning, like throughout generations. You know, like we're we're taught that we should just be tough and strong, and you know, and it is all, at the end of the day, like you you are. But I mean, it takes a lot of balls to yeah. step into a bath full of ice or yep. to sit in a breathwork session and cry in front of a whole bunch of men mm. um, or to share what's been going on in your life um, yeah. you know all the deep dark parts of yourself so yeah that takes courage and really like there's nothing emasculine about that that if anything that screams masculinity you know so it's just perhaps that we don't understand it that way we don't view it that way or perhaps it's been conditioned that way into us so yeah that's sort of where we're trying to break that generational conditioning and yeah, get men to step back into their power and do these spiritual practices, these uh, this self-development work and yeah, just putting effort and energy back into themselves into a productive way. So. Yep, yep, beautiful. Can't wait to see it all evolve. Uh, as, as I mentioned, I'm really looking forward to seeing how that all evolves and how we can support you. And, you know, the thing that I'm anticipating is that like most good community experiences and events, once you start... Once you like get that spark lit and the fire starts, embers start going off and new fires are started in ways that you aren't in- anticipating and people step up and you, as you did, you know, it's like you came, you had the experience, you're like, you know, this is empowering. I really want to share this with others. Yeah. And I just imagine and dream and hope of this snowball chain reaction effect where in another five years' time, there's going to be a whole bunch of new people who, are, who have had this experience, want to step into those sort of inverted comma leadership type roles and bring it for more. And it's just going to keep building and growing. It's so exciting to be a part of. It definitely is. Yeah. yeah. Well, would you mind telling me about uh, a little bit about yourselves, your personal history? I, I know you're a couple. Um, I don't know you very well, in all <laughs> honesty. You know, we've met a couple of times I, and I can't describe it. It's, it's one of those instinctive feelings like... I don't know. I think even before I met you, I liked you. I can't describe why that is. I don't know. That just happens. Um, so, yeah, I was excited to meet you, and that's why I made a real point of, of saying to Crystal Lee, you know, get me in front of these people. I, I don't know why. I think they're going to be cool. Um, so, yeah, would you tell me a little bit about yourselves and maybe where you grew up? or Ladies So how, how deep do we want to go, Justin? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I get paid to do this. So I've got all day. <laughs> so it's up to yourselves. Of course, share as little or as much as you like. And uh, keep in mind, we, this doesn't have to be the one and only time we do yeah. this. So, you know, save a little in the, in the back pocket, perhaps. <laughs> so um, I grew up here in Adelaide, yep. born and bred in South Australia. And I grew up mostly in Salisbury North, but I um, came from, you know, I would say like a lower socioeconomic area with Mm -hmm. parents who were sort of towards the lower end of income and things Mm -hmm. like that. So yeah, I grew up in Salisbury North and we moved around quite a bit and actually had, you know, a, a lot of traumas as a child. Lots of us that are on this journey have had a lot of those sort of things happen yeah um, and I really got lost got taken got lost however you want to put it got really lost over my sort of teenage years and became a young mum a very young mum and you know had some issues with substance abuse and you know toxic patterns playing out and all sorts of things like that um, but I've pretty much stayed around this area Elizabeth mm. Salisbury my whole life yeah moved you know in other places in Adelaide as well but yeah, I've come back to here. The north is home for me. So yeah. here I am. 
raising our children here. Yeah, I've been married previously, and yep. so when I met Luke, I already had three children. Uh, so we met nearly four years ago now. Mm-hmm. Yep. And maybe I'll let Luke take over from there, where we met. <laughs> oh, sure, yeah, I can take over from A little from bit here. about yourself. Well, I mean, I will just quickly interject there. But, yeah, we, uh, I had two boys that I brought to the relationship. Um, then we were blessed with our baby together. Yeah, uh, wonderful. Uh, so he's almost two now. He's two in a couple of days, actually. Um, so, yeah, we're obviously relatively young as well. So, six kids under the belt. Yeah, yeah. six kids under the belt. Veterans. Under the age of 30. <laughs> um, and, yeah, just we love we love being a family unit. We love being a big family. It's something we've both strived for in our younger years, and it's, it's really repaying now. Mm. Um, we've got a business together as well, uh, so Temple of Enlightenment. Yes. Um, and that's where we can sort of have a bit of a crossover with our um you know our business and our clientele and then pulling it into Riverdale and vice versa taking yep. them to our business as well so it's a it's a win-win for everyone there would you mind telling us a little bit more about that because I, I know that you've just launched your, a shop front you know like a bricks and mortar representation of your business yep. how exciting I believe it was only a few days ago yeah yeah tell us a little bit about that yeah so we had our grand opening on Friday so we Went all in and decided to open a space. Things were getting hectic. We were struck, you know, we've always had this outside studio at home. We've had a little studio where I practiced healings and guidance and readings and counseling and all sorts. But then once Luke trained up in his modalities and he was also trying to take clients in, we were getting the crossover. It was yeah. chaos. <laughs> no doubt. You can't use the room. I'm using it. Oh, I've got this client, you know. We've got children so... in and out of the, uh, you know, in and out of the space as well yes. so it was just too much foot traffic uh-huh. so yeah. we decided to put everything our time money and energy into opening up um a community space the hub the hub we call it <laughs> yes and yeah that's in salisbury salisbury north we've got you know a beautiful front area with a big communal table and ultimately that is our goal for this space we want to share this space with as many people as possible you could almost think of it like a mini riverdale a place where people can come no matter what they're experiencing, no matter what they're going through, with no expectation of payment or of um, booking in for a service, just a place where you can come to be supported and held and, you know, you can get advice and, yeah, just guidance. hang out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah really. Yeah. So that's comboed with a bit of a shop front yes. where we obviously sell products from. Um, yep. Then we have our services we offer in our healing room. And we've got a bit of a fire area as well, like a fire pit area. Fire circle. Fire circle area where we plan on holding events throughout there as well. So, yeah, it definitely, it's been a labour of love, that's for sure. And it's really nice to, yeah, have its own little home outside of our physical home. So Yeah, I can imagine. uh, It's good to have, I mean... I guess in reality, there is an opportunity for me to live at Riverdale if I chose to, but uh, I do enjoy the drive home. Yeah. <laughs> you know, something to have that separation is really powerful. Absolutely. Kind yeah, of you can give your full attention to that aspect of your life when you're there and be really mindful. And then when vice versa, when I'm here, I can really be here. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. a lot of power in that. Do you mind if I just quickly jump back to that topic of uh, my history? No, not at all. So I'm from Queensland, actually, um, up the top north, a place called Redcliffe. I grew up there for about nine years. Then my mum, she she had a little incident with, you know, a surgery. So Mm -hmm. she had had to effectively restart from scratch. 
yeah, and we learn absolutely everything. So she had an acquired brain injury through a surgery. Yeah. So wow. that way, yes, <laughs> word it that way. Yeah. Um, so I went and I shifted and lived with my dad, uh, in New South Wales for a few years till he passed away. So, you know, family circles getting a bit smaller there and then <laughs> moved over with some other rellos down to a little place called Tumby Bay. Um, and I mean, I had a beautiful life with a lot of relatives that supported me and held me and played fill in parent for the time. But really, I was just yearning for my own family, family circle, you know, that I could create and that sort of jumping back to that large family unit that I always wanted. But then, yeah, at the age of 18, you know, I was ready to shift and move on to bigger and better things. So this is how I ended up here, came here to study. Um, I was actually studying hospitality in the time, but that's yep. gone a very far away. In that same year, I ended up, or well, not in that same year, but very close to, I lost my brother uh, to suicide wow. actually. Yep. And that is effectively the driving force behind a lot of the work that I do now. So I was in and out of jobs, many different trades from being a chef through to a truck driver to God, you name it, I've probably done it, but it was just never filling my cup. It was never enough for the community. I was like, I need to do something with purpose. And yeah, really, I, I, I got here through, through that. And that was my drive, yeah, to help and support others, whether it be through mental health or, yeah, just supporting, supporting other people, being a bit of a pillar of strength and going like, look, I've had this terrible series of events, but I have used that as a fuel to, yeah, propel myself forward rather than let it hold me back. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, and I guess that's where you can sort of jump in and say that's how I sort of found breath work, I guess. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yep. and other modalities, other practices, and really the spiritual community, like everybody comes with their own baggage. And, you know, there will be more baggage as well in the future, but it's really just about supplying tools like practices, like meditation to other people so they have a sense of ease and relief. Mm. And not even that, but like, you know, a shoulder to cry on or face to talk to and that's where we come in <laughs> yeah. that's where Riverdale comes in yeah well, humans exactly. that, that's one thing I uh, just musing in my own mind uh, I, nothing more you know to it than that but I was thinking uh, some time ago about the Riverdale Spiritual Centre and the name the Riverdale Spiritual Centre and I personally love the name I love that it's called that because it, it just it is a clear intention um, but I was also thinking about the the real world application of that and I, I did think to myself, as like, you know, really, I think it would be more accurate to call us the Riverdale Human Centre yeah. yeah. um, because all of those tools that you're speaking about, whilst behind it there, this is just my opinion, of course, but whilst behind it there sits spirit. There is, mm. there is some greater force that is animating us and, and holding all of this to occur. Um, but to me, I, I kind of figure that whilst it's difficult to necessarily for some people to connect to that spirit, whether you connect to it or not, spirit's going to be okay. You know, like being a good spirit is inevitable. I don't think, I don't think it's really possible as individuals for us to be bad at that. But what's really difficult is being a human. <laughs> like, you know, being a human is probably the hardest incarnation in the universe as far as we might know. And so empowering people with those tools to get through that journey a little bit easier when we started as a spirit and we're going to probably go back to being a spirit. But there's this really tricky bit in between <laughs> called being a human. Yeah. And yes, yeah, so I totally resonate with empowering people to have an easier go at that because that's really difficult. Totally um, agree with that. Mm, yeah, beautiful. 
yeah, I'm already picking up why I like you guys so much. There's so many similarities in our stories. It's like, yeah, cool. I, I, I feel it. Um, is there anything else you'd like to say about, you know, about your history and how you, you maybe, for example, how did you first come to discover breathwork? And uh, it seems like Amy was a bit of a leading. Yeah. So when Luke met me, I was already, I'd already been hit with the hippie stick. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I already had a little Zen room and I'd been practicing, you know, meditation and I'd looked, actually what happened really was I went to India uh-huh. Uh, my ex-husband was Indian. So I, I didn't go there for some spiritual experience or to go sit in temples and meditate. I just went there to visit his family and mm. introduced our children to his family. So I went to India and nothing really happened there specifically to me. But the year following, when I came back to Australia, something inside me shifted and I started researching all sorts of different spirituality. It started with um, Sikhism which is a northern Indian Indian religion. Then I went on to Buddhism, and then I started looking into, you know, Buddhism led me to meditation, and meditation led me to crystals, and wow, crystals look cool, what do they do? And oh, sage, that sounds interesting, and oh, th- you know, and they, there you go, there you have it. I yeah. pretty much was <laughs> opened up wide to all these really cool things. So yeah, I, I was already in a little bit of a, mm. I would say I was quite spiritual, yeah. quite in touch when I met Luke, had lots of and beautiful things around the house that would I, probably make some people think, oh, is she, is she a witch or is she a Buddhist <laughs> or what's going on in this Maybe she's home? a Buddhist witch. Yeah. Best of both worlds. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess that brushed off on me a little bit, like, you know, the five people you're around the most, you sort of become, you know, parts of them. You incorporate parts of that into your own existence and... I mean, Amy. Amy's first date she actually took me on was to go get a tea leaf reading. So, um, and yeah, we met met some beautiful people throughout that experience. But that was really where I guess the spiritual sort. Of, well, yeah, that my 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 acknowledgement of the spiritual journey began. Mm. Um, I then later down the track had an out of body experience, uh, which actually it led me to breath work, and. I had no idea what breathwork was. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't even know breathwork. The term breathwork existed. So um, yeah, that I just followed that lead, and that was one of the most powerful, experience, life-changing experience, mm. uh, or I guess you could say path-defining experience that I had, yeah. and that's just spread into other aspects of my life. That's jumped into you know healing drums, into shamanic practice, uh, you name it, yoga. Yeah, mm. and and counselling, counselling, yeah, holistic counselling. So that's something that we did actually forget to mention is that our base of our business is holistic. Yes. Uh, so you know that's an incorporation of everything. Um, there is, you know, there's no like just your spirit or your body or your mind. Like it's it's an incorporation of everything. So that's mm. sort of where we can combine our practices and have a bit of a crossover with mental health as well. And it's just yeah, it's 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 all inclusive. So. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Now it's it's really the thing I love about breathwork in in particular is it is if you do the practice you will have an experience. You know, it's 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 a physiologically based experience. You know, it's it's unavoidable. It's like you know, you, you have a coffee, you will have caffeine. <laughs> it's Correct. like if you do the breathwork, you will have some experience. I can't tell you what that will be. Yeah. But you won't have a neutral experience, yeah, that's for sure. Totally. Like you 
like, and that's, I suppose, what I guess I was drawn to the most, especially being a man with a logical mind. Uh-huh. I needed to see tangible evidence yeah. instead of, um, you know, belief systems. And with the breath, yeah, like there is a science, there is a, a literal science behind it. And then obviously all of the, you know, releases and realizations that come to uh, huge. So uh, that like once someone just sort of leans in and can understand their breath and the concept of why to breathe in a certain way, uh, it's, it, yeah, it becomes life-changing. Like you start to incorporate it into all aspects of your life. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen it firsthand many times. Yeah. Got, uh, some of my friends who I would describe as being very keen supporters of me as a human being, because they are my friends, they love me and I love them. Um, they had never shown any interest in any of the stuff that happens at Riverdale until we put on the Goodness Me Festival. And just out of love for me, they bought tickets and they came along. To, they just wanted to support the fact that we were trying to get this thing happening. And they came on the Sunday. They had to leave early because they'd had such a profound experience through breath work uh, that they were they needed to kind of integrate this stuff it's like what i didn't not expect that and since then they've been to riverdale three or four times for just testing the waters with a variety of modalities they've been to some uh some meditation sessions they've been to some um, sound baths they're like what else you got for me justin so it's yeah sign me up it it can be a a perfect gateway (laughs) a gateway drug into oh you like that well why don't you try this too um so that's it's wonderful I can completely relate to that experience. So yeah, another thing I was hoping to speak to you about was um, the fact that you guys have, you know, building this community, you've been really contributing to that here at Riverdale. It's so exciting for me um, to see this organically growing in the way that it has, to recognize that it seems, it feels to me to be very contemporary in its approach. I mean, could you talk a little bit about the demographic of people that are coming along? Is it a mixed group of people? Yeah, yeah, I'd love to speak into that. So uh, as when it first started, there was always the odd man here and there, but it's definitely grown more to be a little bit more balanced. We've almost always got men showing up on the Wednesday nights, uh, coming along to the evenings. And I do expect, as Luke mentioned, that when we bring the ice bath in, I do expect a lot more men to turn up because they seem to really enjoy that. Again, maybe back to that tangible, physiological mm. evidence of something. You know, yeah. you really get something physically out of an ice bath. So, And I think at the moment there's some really like influential masculine leaders leaders who are you know, speaking about the, the virtues of it and how powerful it can be. And, um, yeah, I think, I think it's just kind of catching fire in that way as well. It's like, oh, if that guy thinks it's cool... I'll definitely give it a try. (laughs) Another thing with the Riverdale gatherings is that obviously some of the events that we hold are priced, you know, they might be priced around $40, $50, $100. And something that we really are really passionate about is making these sort of modalities available to everybody, no matter your financial circumstance. That's why it's run by donation. That's why we love donating our time for this because... We are not in it for the money. We're in it to share this. We want other people to experience that feeling of connectedness, community, the effects you can receive just from some sound healing or some meditation or some breath work. That should be available to everybody. That should not be something that is excluded only for people who can afford it. That is something that should be widely available 
everybody should have access to that and so. even that sense of community as well like that's that's where it's like this is our passion project or our, you know our, our, our baby just as much as yours like we we love the fact that there is a place that you can come it's free of charge or, you know it's donation basis um and you know it's it's some sort of external support outside of you know everyone's individual little circles or yeah. individual lives or effectively it's a soul family it's what people refer to it as their yeah, soul beautiful. tribe their soul family you know and yeah. there's such a yeah just such a passion behind it with the community that does come uh regularly they you know yeah they it's it's some people's um pinnacle of the week where it's like i get to yep. come and restart and just be in a space of like-minded people you know and yeah. that's all they need for the week like mm. just that just that hour or that two hours and i love that it's a beautiful introduction lots of people that i meet who are unsure about committing to you know a three or four hour journey or a one-on-one -on -one session they're not sure really they're just opening up to this that oh this may be able to help me this is such a good opportunity to say well hey why don't you just come and try this out it's just a couple of hours and it's really low cost come and see if you like it. And 90% of the people who come to Riverdale evenings will go on to then go, oh my goodness, this is incredible. It opens them up. They, they're willing to explore more and it's just... What's even more powerful is watching some of those people become facilitators themselves. Yeah. 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 And just being able to just see that process of, you know, that initial spiritual awaken awakening and then, or, you know, even just the, the concept of leadership where they're just like, I want to step up and give back. And yeah. it's just so amazing to be, I guess, you know, you were part of that. Well, I was part of that. You were part of that. Whoever's mm. facilitating is part of that. And it's just like, wow, like I had that impact on your life mm. in a positive way, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, it's, it's amazing. It kind of really sums up the whole philosophy around Riverdale perfectly because really the idea of Riverdale as far as I'm concerned and it can change in the future and it's but it's definitely been different in the past so I have no doubt that it will change again in the future but in my heart the thing that excites me most about it is that we are creating and have created a space where without any hierarchy or expectation of um, this modality is definitely the the one thing that's going to fix everything for everyone or this philosophy is going to suit everyone entirely and and just follow this path and you're guaranteed salvation or however you want to describe <laughs> that but rather we're creating a space where there is opportunity for anyone who wants to speak from the heart and wants to offer and give um, to do so and then for the people who that resonates to come and enjoy an experience with no anticipation that they're going to necessarily become devout you know, breath workers or any other or any other sort of thing, um, but that they can decide for themselves. Oh, I like that bit. Wasn't so keen on that bit, and they can kind of build up their own toolkit um, over a period of time without having to be wholeheartedly subscribed to some overarching belief system or philosophy. I hope they have beliefs of their own. And I hope I hope that there are aspects that they do take from people and go. You know, that really does actually make sense. I hadn't thought of it that way before. But that, that isn't the expectation. It's, it's more about authentic sharing and authentic connection in whatever form and shape that happens to work for that individual. Um, so I think what you're doing is like so on point, really appreciated. Thank you. Thanks, Justin. Thanks so much. That's ah, my pleasure. This is why, you know, this is why we're here. Yeah. Uh, and it's really exciting to see it. And just quickly, in terms of the demographic of people, um, we have noticed that a lot of young people have stepped in yeah. as well, which is really empowering. Like 
you know, we're relatively young as it is, but yeah. I mean, even people younger than me, 19, 18, that are stepping into the space and, yeah. young tw- you know, early twenties, mid twenties. And it's not even about, you know, as you're saying, spirituality, but it's like they're developing themselves, yep. you know, that they're, they're spending their time in a positive way that gives back to themselves. And I guess, you know, especially in this day and age, it's, it's something that almost is rare. So yeah, I love, I love seeing that. And yeah, I love that being part of that demographic that comes to comes to this space. Yeah, no, it, again, it has been one of those challenges is for a long time, Riverdale's, you know, R- Riverdale's community has been an older community. You know, you start you start something in the late 70s. Uh, by the time you get to 2023, that's, that's several years later. Mm. <laughs> um, and just by natural, you know, time passing, there's an older group of people here. And I know that it is difficult for young people to enter into a space that is occupied by older people and to feel like, oh yeah, this is my spot. There is something about being with people with shared experiences, even just shared cultural, you know, one of my, my classic examples was I was speaking with one of our employees many years ago uh, about someone who you probably won't have heard of either, but I was like, you know, Uma Thurman, the really famous actress, in my day, she's like, who? <laughs> and I, I even named the movie Pulp Fiction. And she's like, there's something about the cultural relevance of things that can unite, you know, generations. And just having that in common is a really powerful thing. So I'm not surprised that younger people are, com- are seeing you in that room and going, hey, it's my crew. Awesome. <laughs> you know? um, whereas they walk in and they see me and they go, oh, we might be able to work with this. We'll see what happens. But, you know, it's like, oh, well, I didn't expect dad to be here. <laughs> but, you know, that's the way it is. Um, and, and I think it's really awesome that you're providing that for them to connect because really without that, yeah, there's not a future for Riverdale. It, it requires a, a next generation of people. And, so something that I'm recognising only really very recently as my personal role in this evolution of the space called Riverdale is that uh, I'm kind of recognising that I think I might represent some sort of intermediary, you know, like some sort of baton holder that will, will hold the space and hold the shape. Um, the bridge. Yeah, kind of like a bit of a bridging, a bridging person who, you know, we do have this legacy generation of um, founding members of Riverdale and thank goodness we do. They've, you know, I can't, I couldn't have done this. <laughs> you know, I couldn't have started with nothing and ended up with this. Uh, but, but they did. And we're now benefiting from that, you know, thoughtfulness and expertise and all of the things and energy and love that they've brought to this space to make this possible. But natural cycles say that they can't hold it forever. And I think I've been around here long enough now to kind of have absorbed a bit of their knowledge and wisdom through osmosis, not all of it by any stretch, but enough that I can hold on to it for them. And then waiting for some folk like yourselves or some this next generation of people who have hopefully a bright future ahead of them to, to say, all right, guys, how can we empower you to make this your own as well? So it's, I don't know, I think I'm just so excited. But it's why I get up. It's really, after seven years, I'm feeling really re-energised by all of this. So it's, um, so thank you for that. It's exciting. You've got me charged up. Yeah, dude, I, I, I don't know, I can't, that's why I'm using this platform to express it because I'm so excited and I think it is going to be, not that it isn't already, but I think there's just this potency waiting to 
waiting I to can feel it. Yeah, me. I really feel like there's something in the air. It's kind of charged. Um, new people are being attracted. New people are stepping up. Uh, old the the older generation are also um, recognizing that this change is in the air, and they're they're looking to actively facilitate that and support that, and um, and, and want to play a role in that. So I think it's just all kind of coming to a to a perfect junction and it's falling yeah. together it's all yeah the stars are literally lining up it's, it's going to be epic and i think the next few years are going to be particularly exciting so what else we're we going to talk about we've got a couple of minutes before you've got to go uh would you like to maybe plug your shop a little bit more give some people a bit more detail about that or some upcoming events what sort of people to listen to this oh everyone yeah. <laughs> this is the most listened podcast in, in Hillier. <laughs> yeah, this is Hillier's most popular podcast. Gosh, I'm shocked that you didn't know that. Well, yeah, I suppose um, we've got um, the Spring Equinox coming up. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah, our Spring Equinox event that we're hosting in conjunction with you. Uh, so that's held on the 23rd of September. I believe that's 10 o'clock through, no, 1 o'clock through till 6. Yeah, so we've got the Spring Equinox event mm -hmm. coming up on the 23rd of September. Yeah. I think it's starting around midday. Yeah, around midday is yeah. good. Um, and and there's, uh, my understanding is that's currently up for sale. Like there's tickets available. Yeah. I think if people go to our website, they'll find them there or Eventbrite. Yeah. There's still uh, tickets available as far as I know for yep. the spring equinox. Yep. And that's going to be really beautiful because the winter solstice that we held was quite uh, a journey. It was more of a deep journey inwards. If we look into what winter solstice is all about, mm. it's about remembering, reflecting, retreating. It's all inward. It's a very inward time. But the spring equinox is about celebrations. Yeah, it's awesome. it's a New lively cycles. energy. It's about rebirth mm. and it's about growing and, you know, nurturing and creating and things like that. So, the spring equinox comparing to the winter solstice, it'll be a much lighter, fun, creative sort of space. We've got a workshop. We'll go through a bit of a breath journey, maybe some sound healing, stuff like that, because, you know, we're crazy about our breath work yeah. and, our, and our sound baths. But then we'll move into more of a workshop-based sort of offering where we will have you know creating your own spring altar and creating um doing a bit of an egg ceremony <laughs> so that's going to be really exciting yeah i'll just quickly piggyback on that yeah so just in terms of the uh immersive experience with the breath and our sound bath uh we've got a team of facilitators that are going to be yeah co-creating co the space with us and yeah, wonderful assisting every every attendee through as well so that'll be incredibly powerful we yeah. find that when we hold these um, immersive journeys, especially using breath, there can be some really intense emotions come up and big shiftings of energy. And we're realising that to be able to hold that space and everybody feel supported and held, we really need, you know, community. We need mm. community with us there to hold those people through that, to provide some, you know, healing or some body work or just a whisper in the ear to say, it's okay, you're yeah. okay. So I'm really looking forward to see how that plays out, having some other people step into that with us to help hold the space. Yeah, that's great. That That is something that we spoke about earlier today and, and it is a direction that, that as a collective Riverdale, the, the Riverdale team, I, I guess we'll put it as, uh, are recognising the potency of multi-facilitator experiences um, and, and I'm sure it will resonate with 
with our audience and, and our community to, to have those experiences because it's just natural. Some, some people you resonate with, some people you don't. Some people you have a really instant strong connection with. Others you're like, oh, I, th- I think I like it. It's, you know, it's hard to tell. Um, and I reckon having the, the, the potency of a team of people with that collective intention. It's about diversity, really. Yeah. Di- yeah we want everyone to be as included and comfortable as we can. And ultimately, that's through diversity. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. And I, and I think there is something about collective intention. You know, there's there's some potency in a shared vision and an agreement towards that vision that, yeah, I mean, you can't build, you can't build uh, monuments as an individual. Some, some guy, Michelangelo probably did, I guess. Yeah, I'm sure some people can. All right, forget that. But, you know, it's very difficult to have massive visions and anticipate bringing them all by yourself you know you you need to have a community to bring that so yeah i think that's going to be really exciting i'm definitely going to buy a ticket Mm -hmm. yeah thank you and yeah a little bit about our shop so it's situated on bags's road for anybody who is in south australia and wants to come and visit us and it's called temple of enlightenment it's open it's open, yeah. guys. I know, so exciting. So come on down and see our beautiful space. Come and share a cup of cacao. We serve cacao in the hub. Uh-huh. So plant medicine is something that we're really passionate about. And um, ceremonial cacao is something that we offer. It's a really big part of us and who we are. And, yeah, so I thought, how? where else can you go and just be served a beautiful cup of cacao? Mm-hmm. You can come to the temple. Yeah. So when you come in, you can, you know, get a cup of cacao and sit at the table. We've got a community library as well. Awesome. Full of, you know, various self-help and spiritual books and some card decks and things like that, that anybody's welcome to come in and have a look, have a play, pull some cards for themselves. Yeah. yeah. Just bring themselves, really. Yeah. Like it's It just comes back to that community. We just want people to spend time with. So come come spend some time with us. Yeah. Did, yeah. And did you mention your opening times already? Uh, so it's uh, 9.30. So it's Tuesday through till uh, Friday is 9.30 till 5.30. And then Saturday is 12 till 4. Yeah. We are open. Close yeah, Sunday great. and Monday. Yeah. For I the think, time being. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Watch this space. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For yeah. sure. See how it works. Yeah. Well, that's wonderful. Well, I, I anticipate, uh, I know that Paula, uh, our community engagement coordinator, was hoping to meet you today, but realised that she wasn't able to be here. Uh, so maybe we can use that as a great excuse to come for a drive down. Uh, always like to get off the property if we can. Uh, come down, check out your space, introduce her to you, and you can give us a bit of a, a guided tour of the, the spot and yeah, celebrate with a cup of cacao. We would love to have you that there. That would be wonderful. Wonderful. Well, yep. look, I, I think that for, for this session, I reckon this has been a, a great introduction and I really appreciate you making the time available to do this with me today. If anyone has any questions about you, they can get in touch. Do you want to give your details over yeah. this? Or? Yeah, so we've got all of your usual socials. You yep. can find us on Facebook at Temple of Enlightenment. You can find us on Instagram temple underscore of underscore enlightenment and then there's our website too oh great again it's just www.templeofenlightenment.com.au well i can't believe someone hadn't already got that good for you well actually (laughs) funny story we uh we we share the same name with a magic the gathering card ah nice so if you do jump online magic uh magic uh temple of enlightenment salisbury and we will come yes okay yes yeah yeah it's good because riverdale there's several of those that's right yeah there's several there's temple of enlightenment 
game cards, yep. but, you know, with Temple of Enlightenment in Salisbury. <laughs> Beautiful. Yes. Cool. Well, thank you very much. Uh, I hope everyone's enjoyed this this uh, session as I as much as I have, and uh, no doubt we'll do this again when we've got more to share in the future. Totally. Cool. Thank you, Justin. Take it easy. Have, have a great you. day. Bye, everyone. Bye.